The saying goes like this, trust the process. At least that's what they say. A few words of encouragement that a coach or a mentor or a teacher might share. Just a a little bit of perspective when they see that we're floundering or we've become visibly discouraged or disheartened. We're struggling. Halfway through the task or in the thick of the very worst part, midweek, mid-semester, mid-workout. Trust the process. Words for worshipers like us here on the second week of Advent. The time of practiced waiting. At the heart of the season of Advent is a foundational theological concept for all Christians. What's that concept? The world we live in is beautiful in so many ways, yes. And it gives us space for possibility and wonder. But that same world is profoundly unfair and troubled and filled with suffering and cruelty. You can travel to any place on the globe and find the world of sin and error pining, as the carol puts it. Sin and error, markers of the human race. Our massive structures and our administrations and our private griefs and shames. And as the Gospels tell it, ours is a world, a whole cosmos, which needs rescuing. And so, together, a whole world, a whole people, together we wait. For a whole bunch of uh, historical and cultural and geopolitical reasons, the church chose the darkest time of year to celebrate Advent. The bleakest and coldest nights when folks might well have been wondering, do we have enough stores to last the season? Will our family even survive until springtime? Comfort and joy running a distant second to mere survival. You could say that uh, people were in just the right headspace to contemplate scarcity, wondering, waiting, and pining. Some of those dark winters would have been brutal. High in the running for the worst advent ever might be the advent in the year 536. That's because multiple volcanic eruptions around the planet filled the sky with blackness, blotting out the sun. Global temperatures plummeted and crops failed, weather patterns changed, and the relentless winter lingered under a burnt sky. This went on for years. Historians have suggested that the years between 536 and 560 were some of the worst times to be alive in all of recorded history. This is, of course, a relative statement, because the world as it is right now, in 2023, is the worst of places for all kinds of people. We live on a planet where Congolese children mine cobalt so that we can upgrade our cell phones. And here on the Sunday of Peace, families are running for their lives to escape smart bombs 
in the so-called Holy Land. We as the church in history, we play our part in the short time we are given. And during Advent, we are called to look at the world with eyes wide open honesty. Find our place and sort it out. What is our purpose for our time and our place as followers of Jesus? Seeking to understand what this means. What does this mean for us? And what does it mean to prepare the way of the Lord at Advent? Today's text from Mark's Gospel abruptly launches into action with this bold sentence. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Maybe you didn't notice it, but there's that theological concept we were talking about earlier. It's implied and framed here, though, as good news. Help is on the way. The beginning of the good news. Let's get cracking. Mark doesn't waste any time. As you heard the two readings this morning, you probably noticed how the gospel writer paraphrased our first reading from Isaiah, who said, In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. A highway in the desert? What's that all about? I'll confess, I haven't always connected with that mental picture. It's a poetic image, sure, but I think it needs a little more fleshing out. In Isaiah's time, for ancient Judea, their theological and historical problem was the warring empires of conquest and terror. In this case, it was Babylon, which would trample and displace and enslave their little nation. Finally, after so many chapters in Isaiah 40, the prophet bringing words of comfort, speaking tenderly to Jerusalem, all her missing children. Isaiah 40 celebrates the day when Babylon would loose its grip on captives who had been carried away as prisoners, allowing the people to travel home. In the prophet's vision, you can see a long overdue homecoming parade. Captives are set free, returning home in joy, some young and some old, some energetic, others slow and walking with difficulty, others carried by their loved ones. Picture ox carts and beasts of burden, hard traveling in a wilderness, but not in this vision. Because there's a highway in the desert getting these people home. A sign that measures have been taken, the way made smooth to get these people finally home again. You probably remember back in 2022 when Pope Francis made his famous penitential pilgrimage to Alberta. where He would apologize to some of Canada's first peoples for harm caused by the hands of the church. One of his stops was in Moskwachis, just south of here, where a meeting and a ceremony was planned. But there was one problem. Do you remember what it was? The location of the scheduled event didn't have a decent road. And certainly not one suitable for the Pope to navigate on his wheelchair. 
And so the government of Alberta scrambled quickly to pave a nice, fresh strip of beautiful black asphalt road to facilitate the meeting, making straight the way. Around 600 years after Isaiah's highway vision, John the Baptist appeared, preparing the way. A feral man emerging from the wilderness, preaching about constructing another superhighway. One that would carry liberated people to a new reality. By this time, Babylon was a memory. A running metaphor for any sort of brutal oppressor. And the empire had already changed hands a number of times, and it would not be the last of them. And those people were no less hungry for a regime change, lining up on the banks of the Jordan, standing on the riverside, ready to be baptized, repenting and dreaming of a new day. You could say that those people were in the right headspace for liberation. The beginning of the good news of of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Frederick Buechner famously said that God's dream for us is where we belong. It is home. And whether we realize it or not, I think we are all of us homesick for it. Make straight the way. The good news of Jesus Christ is the promise that our Creator is at large in this world, working out the liberation of all creation. One day, finally, bringing us all home where we belong. If we're honest, though, Advent waiting often whispers. The short, homesick prayer that opens Psalm 13. How long, Lord? What is the game plan here? Is there a game plan? Trust the process? There is a process. But if the Gospels make anything else clear, it is this. The plan for the liberation of the cosmos involves us. We are not spectators or passive observers idly sitting in wait, muttering our Advent complaints. We name the grief of this world, but that is only the beginning. Because this often embarrassing, sometimes confused, regularly squabbling and awkward and clumsy body called the church is, astonishingly enough, part of the process. We woolly disciples are called to prepare the Advent way. People drawn together to give shape to such wild hopes. We press forward searching for our true home. Dreaming up messy and challenging projects of liberation and generosity and love and mercy. Even as we repent and reconsider the ways that we have invested in Babylon's economy. It's our gift to remove obstacles, filling in holes, making sure others can keep up, keeping an eye out for those who've been passed over or ignored or silenced, 
clearing the path. In the face of immense opposition, the terrain ahead of us is so rough. And this all happens amidst the distractions of so many competing voices. We require such focus to do this work. Creating places and communities which work towards freedom. Make straight the way. Because a gathering like ours cannot speak to this whole world. What a gift to be one of those little places. A place where we give voice to our most honest prayers, bearing witness together to such a cruel world, but also finding ways to embody that same wild hope. In the weeks and months and I hope years ahead, may we have the courage to dream such dreams, to live such lives as we make straight the way. Thanks be to God.